what's yeah, going on? Know. That's what I said. You know, low budget podcast, low budget brain. Well, for ball, we know episode 54 is Nate. It's a hop. And the finals are here and everybody couldn't be happier. I mean, maybe they could be. And if you're listening to this, it's the day after. If you listen to us on Friday when it drops, like you should be, this is the day after the game one of the finals. Um, but for us, for us, you it's know, currently on right now. So, <laughs> actually, I could be happier if it wasn't Toronto in the finals. Dumb idiots. <laughs> I'm a little upset that there's no NBA finals markings on their whole court. It's like they did not expect to make the finals, so they just didn't order that stuff. You know, that's probably no cap, bro. <laughs> They're like, you know, we haven't made it in a very long time. And if DeMar can't do it, no one can. So You're probably onto something with that. I just, that, I just thought of that right this second. Like, I had never thought of that before, but I think I might be right. I need no. to t- tweet that at my boy Wob, see what he thinks. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. From all we know, if it didn't go viral. Yeah. Um, Anyways, let's jump right in to the kickers of the week. Um, Another disappointing week. Yeah, there's only two teams left, so. And none of them have kick game, bro, because they kicked out the Rockets. That was it. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could have went back to this, the uh, Raptors-Milwaukee series. No, but even then, like I looked, there wasn't much. True. It's just There's, unfortunate. I I feel like even the stuff that there is, like there isn't a lot of publicity around it, so we're not seeing it. It's like people stop caring. They just want to watch basketball. It's like, I want to see both. Yeah, kicks are important, but, you know, whatever. Anyways, kind of fitting. Boogie is back on the court, so we'll show you what he's back on the court with. Um, He's rocking A-Hop's favorite shoe, the Puma. <laughs> Good joke. <laughs> uh, they're called the Puma Puma the Legacy. So they're you know they're classic for sure. I think is the ankle part different than their past shoes, right? It looks a little different than like the Clyde yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it, it's a higher top on the the ankle for sure. I kind of like that. Um, maybe that's to help his Achilles though. Who knows? He needs the help, bro. <laughs> maybe they're PEs. Uh, so yeah, they're. Just a normal, normal ass Puma shoe. <laughs> yeah. White. Go ahead. No, yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah, white with the like the black midsole. Uh huh. And then the Puma logo is black. The only thing they added was like this kind of. I, I kind of like it. It's this like throwback feel of a, a black rectangle, like right right off the ankle. Yeah, like the you're talking about the vertical stripe. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a better than whatever the hell I just said. Yeah, and I like the gold highlights on them. So. Yeah, these they are. Right. I mean, they're simple. You know, they're not trying yeah. to do too much, so that's what yeah. makes them good. I'd agree with that. They look so, a little clunky for my taste personally, but but because of the guys, white, so it works. <laughs> but because of all the white, you can't tell where the shoe kind of curves and stuff. Yeah, that's true. So that's therefore, true. less clunky. Maybe that's what they're going for. Maybe, Maybe. they realize their shoes suck. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Personally, I think they're all right. You know, they're not my favorite shoe, but I don't think they're the worst out there. 
I'm going to give them time. I think as they get more into the, the game of creating hoop shoes, they'll, they'll get some better models. I'm but just for surprised now, they had such big-name athletes already, you know? Uh, guys trying to create their own lane. Yeah. Also, if you give them the right amount of money, anything's possible. True. See Kawhi Leonard on the old man shoes. I mean, that just fits his personality, though, and I think he even yeah. realized that. He just said, all right, fine. He's like, yeah, this is me. <laughs> the N stands for Kawhi somehow. Uh, okay. It stands for Leonard. You know? <laughs> Leonard. <laughs> Got to emphasize. Emphasis on the N. There we go. Words. Um, yeah, let's, let's go to the news now. Enough banter. Yes, agreed. Um, Magic Johnson just can't seem to close his mouth. Bro, um, I don't even get it anymore. He just keeps going on ESPN and talking ish. Um, but this time it was a little in defense of himself in a way. Uh, there was reports that he was abusing employees and it was also using quote intimidation tactics, whatever that may mean. Yeah. Basically someone would tell Magic one thing and he would just be like, No, I'm Magic Johnson, you're wrong. I mean he could he could have been right. Exactly. But the person also could have been right, you know? Yeah, maybe. Could have been. I feel like Magic's one of those old guys that's just like, Screw your analytics. I don't <laughs> care if he shoots twenty percent from the field. This guy gets buckets <laughs> well, in other ways. You know there was, a, there was a big narrative recently though on that note about a lot of old heads saying that analytics stop working as well in the playoffs. And I think that's true. No, that is true for sure. But when you're the Lakers and you're not in the playoffs, analytics might get you there. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's something to be said for the old heads who think analytics are overrated. But yeah, I see your point. I could definitely see him like doing that, you know, like a, a younger guy coming up. Like, look at these numbers. Like, we should pick up this guy. He'd be like, no, that guy sucks. Move on. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I know what I'm talking about here. I played in the league for X amount of years. I just wonder what, yeah, what this means as far as they're just such vague statements, abusing employees, quote unquote, intimidation tactics. Like what, what is this? I, I, the intimidation thing is kind of dumb. It's like, all right, you think he's the only guy in the league that does that? I mean, I feel like my own bosses do that. Like, it's just, a, it's a, it's a power move when you're high up in a company. Yeah, yeah, I get, unfortunately. So, I think it's just kind of normal. I don't think that's anything like, oh my god, he's such a jerk, you know? <laughs> yeah. But that's just my thoughts on that. Um, to continue with the Laker theme, uh, Palenka actually replied to Magic Johnson's comments uh, last week that he was uh, a backstabber. Palenka said he was, quote, saddened by the comments and found them disheartening. And then he continued and said, they're simply not true. So it's funny he brings up truth. Because <laughs> Palenka himself is just, he is the literal definition of not true. <laughs> is, is he? Interesting. <laughs> Rob Palenka's that uncle that went to space, you know? <laughs> He's telling his nephews. There aren't yeah. a lot of uncles that can say they went to space. He's that uncle that's just those stories are like, whoa, you're like the coolest person ever. It's like, no, he's just lying to your face. <laughs> Embellishing, you know? <laughs> Embellishment. When I said I went to space, I meant Space Mountain. Like, yeah, I just left out the mountain part. So what on what grounds are you saying that Palinka is untrue in things that he says? Well, um, because of all the Lakers drama, this was brought into light 
which most things are uh, when there's drama around them. People dig things up and it's just the way the internet goes, especially NBA Twitter. So um, Rob Polinka, when I think, was, no, he wasn't, he was, he was the GM. Yeah, this is last year. Uh, he told a story to like the team in 2018 when Magic, or not Magic, <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson, there we go, I was going to say Magic Johnson, uh, was visiting the team and kind of speaking to them and stuff. And he was trying to embellish <laughs> and say when he was Kobe's agent that Kobe wanted to get inside the mind of late actor Heath Ledger and see how he got locked into the character Joker. And so uh, Polinka apparently said that he facilitated a dinner with the actor who played the Joker, Heath Ledger. Um, and the story was discredited soon after, or like just recently. Uh, Polinka said that he met with Kobe after the movie was released. Um, however, which, which he, would be in July, which, yeah, July of 2018 or no, 2008, 20, 2008. Yeah. There's an eight in there. I knew it. And, um, evidently or not evidently factually, <laughs> Heath Ledger passed away six months before the movie was even released. Yeah. In January. January. So I don't know. He met with so that's I, impossible. I mean, it is LA. Weird. Maybe he went to the, the Hollywood Boulevard and just found like a lookalike. <laughs> Kobe's just sitting at a dinner table with a guy fully dressed as the Joker. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, um, that's. Yeah. I don't. This is just so. It's bad. like you're not even. That's just a dude just speaking out of his ass and just not even fact checking anything, even in his own mind. He just wants to seem cool. You know, get some brownie points. Yeah, because he yeah because he was weird. He brought the story up as like a side point too. And if you watch the video, because there's a video of it, it's really awkward how he brings it up. He kind of just like interrupts and just throws the story out there, and then he comes around at the end and goes, "So I'm wondering if you have the same mindset, like how you lock in to your roles and stuff like that." So he just like flexed real quick and then asked Dwayne Johnson a question. So. But you can't really flex if you're using steroids, you know? I just... <laughs> I thought that was I'm a good cu- metaphor. <laughs> I'm curious if Polinka's going to say something about this. Like, he can't just let this ride. This is so bad. so stupid. Like, I'm not even going to comment on that, you know? <laughs> Maybe um, you say however, it was stupid. you know, as this all, all this stuff came out, Kobe Bryant, who was mentioned in the story, said he was, quote, livid that his name was being mentioned mentioned in all this Laker drama and mess. He said, yeah, he said, keep my name out your mouth. Yeah. I don't blame him. He probably doesn't even like Polinka anymore. Probably never did. Just Yeah. Just got him his wife. That's all he cared about. Yeah. Polinka's that uh, dude that goes to the club. I know Kobe Bryant. <laughs> It kind of makes you wonder, too, how long all of the dysfunction has been happening in the Lakers organization. Yeah. Over, under, you know, the Lake, uh, the Suns time. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with under, probably, but still, nevertheless. Yeah. Um, so there's been quotes as well that former players are saying that the Lakers, like, organization is, quote, effing crazy over there in reference to, like, how the organization is being ran 
So it's just not a good look right now if you're the Lakers. Um, they might need to clean house pretty soon. Somebody's got to go on record. You can't just anonymous form a player. Okay, who it's are the you? the janitor. Yeah, this guy told <laughs> Yeah, see, exactly, <laughs> poor Rob bro. Polinka. Yeah, my best friend Kobe Bryant told me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, is this a player that was in and out of L.A. and kind of caught a bad moment, or is this someone who had a legitimate tenure with the team who can speak to that? You That's know? a good point. I just – I just hate when people just throw out these, yeah, the player said this. Okay, I don't care. Well, it's care. like the whole NCAA scandal. Oh, Arizona has a tape. There's no tape. <laughs> just reporters there you go. just, you know, reporting anything they hear these days, factual or not. Uh, that's another time, another story for another time. Yeah. Moving into right. some finals news real quick. Um, Boogie is active for game one, uh, and he is actively – trash but <laughs> i mean he's hardly seen the floor and from what i've seen of him he's missing a lot of shots though so we well he's yeah as we, of now with six minutes left in the third quarter he has played four <laughs> minutes so i don't know how many shots he could have taken in those four minutes we will circle back around to that though at the end hopefully the game will be over by then and we can uh kind of say what's going on um but if yes. not follow us on at for ball we know on instagram because you'll see final scores and quick reactions from us there. Maybe we should start doing some like Instagram videos of just like us talking into the camera about what we thought. Feel free. Maybe. I don't know. I don't want to crack the screen, anybody's phone screen with my ugly mug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other Warriors players that have been injured. KD is out for at least game two. Kerr said he's, quote, a long shot to be cleared for practice before game two. So most likely so, out game two. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how this matchup plays out in KD's absence. I mean, you can't really expect Boogie to play much of a role, so I don't know that his return is a big deal. KD, on the other hand, could be a, a big make or break for the and Warriors. Let me remind series, everybody so. that um, Steph Curry has never won a finals MVP because um, – Sometimes I guess he might miss the flight to the opposing city. I don't know. He's just not there usually in the finals. <laughs> but he he proved Ooh. us wrong in the Eastern Conference Finals. Curious if he'll do that again or if he'll kind of fall back into his old role of just fading away. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like it just speaks to the dynamic of that Warriors team, though. It's just become this weird recurrent pattern that, Oh, KD's the man. Uh, da, da. KD goes out. Steph goes for 40 a night, and then they still win. Yeah. So I, you have to wonder if maybe Steph is a different player than he was at the beginning of that Warriors dynasty because you could make that claim that he didn't show up, but that was literally only their first title run, really. Mm-hmm. And then KD shows up, and now we have this whole shadow kind of well, cast. Even a lot of role. the the titles they did win, he he didn't really average or play as well as he had been like all season, you know? So it's just like a, a pattern so far. I don't know if it'll, it'll, you know, hold true. I'd argue though, that a lot of players averages drop in the playoffs because there's just less even, scoring. People decide they're going to play the playoffs, defense. Though. I just mean generally like specifically the finals. Well, they're really deciding they're going to play defense <laughs> then. You see what I'm saying, though? Like, people's numbers are going to drop. So I think we have to look 
critically at how much I guess we have to compare. Down. This could be an analysis yeah, for another day. His numbers compared to everybody else's and see if everybody else is dropping or if he's just, you know, the spotlight's too big or something. Or if he's yeah. just whack. Um, yeah. Speaking of spotlights, Drake was in the spotlight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, due to the comments made by the Bucks head coach in the Eastern Conference Finals about him being uh, too involved or whatever. And so the NBA apparently spoke to the Raptors about Drake's, quote, activity and presence on the sideline in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, you and I talked about this off pod, and I said that this is kind of stupid and that I feel like if the coach... Because <laughs> you're a Drake stan, that's why If the you coach feel never like said anything, this isn't an issue kind of thing, you know? You guys, you know the real reason Nate doesn't do hip hoop is because every single week would be a Drake bar. Juice World. Uh, Juice World. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it, like you said in that off-pod conversation, you said that this is probably a formality. It has to be. I don't think the NBA really cares. The NBA is probably getting more interest because right. of Drake. Like people that don't watch basketball are watching to see what Drake does kind of thing. Yeah, you know, and people... It, it gets some clicks. It gets some views, I'm sure. So it's like, I don't think the NBA really cares. Short of Drake disrespecting referees right. or or really coming at Which players. we haven't seen court. too much of. I feel like it's general like fan banter, you know, just yelling at players like, oh, nice shot, yeah. buddy, kind of thing. Not really, you know, I hope you die kind of stuff. <laughs> like well, I mentioned, and, and he you know, chats at fans. <laughs> mm, yes i mean he chats at the players but the same way kind of like you're saying that any fan would if they had the ability right, to do that and... i think it's a big question though of you know at what point does his role or or his status affect his ability to get away with things because i know you you brought it before that he's the ambassador for the team or whatever that means and a small um, share holder holder or whatever Okay, so like, do those things put him on a different level than your everyday fans, such that he should be able to do that? Because if that if that was me sitting courtside, I'd be gone. <laughs> I feel like it's no. We can agree. On I that, feel like though, it's right? no more uh, than like a Mark Cuban, you know. It's like Mark. And you said that I have not watched enough of Mark Cuban. Mark courtside, Cuban gets but... into it with the refs, players, everybody. He don't give a shit. <laughs> so. And that's kind of what I compare it to, you know, he's just kind of, he's, he's not hurting anybody that as far as we know, you know, we don't hear what he's saying, but. He also though owns the team. <laughs> like he has a different stake in it. Drake, Drake owns does. the practice facility. He built it. It's okay. the OVO facility or something like that. I mean, they also have jerseys with the owl on them. So I don't know. Either way, I don't think it should have been as big a deal as it was made, you know? It, it, it nothing will come of it. I mean, Mike Budenholzer even said that he was out of line saying those things. That that wasn't the time nor place. Also, He's right. this game though, I feel like he hasn't done as much, so maybe it was real. Maybe. Um, he'll rap about it. We'll hear in like six months on his next. Speaking album. of raps, a bunch of raps fans were outside the arena this morning at seven a.m., fourteen hours before tip off in their uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, street side like arena thing where they all watch the game together to say they're to Try say hard. they're uh, excited would probably be an understatement. You got a whole country behind you, so that's kind of well. Lit. 
Well, the United States couldn't beat the Warriors, so we sent Canada. And the United States is behind Canada for the most part. <laughs> it sure looks that uh, way. 47 out of 50 U.S. states are, quote, cheering for, the Tor- for Toronto to win the finals. Um, those that are not and who are cheering for the dubs, obviously California. Um, after that, it's Nevada and Hawaii. So, what is Hawaii? I feel like Hawaii is like, uh, you know, California is the closest mainland state to us, kind of thing. I don't know. So, like, like a slightly less degree bandwagon fan, like a little bit nicer bandwagon. Kind of like know. a we got to pick a team. Let's all pick a good team because we're not going to have a team ever. <laughs> Also, when you say obviously California, I don't even think that's a given because there's several other teams there and they probably are not interested in Golden State winning. I guess, but I just feel... Like if I'm a Lakers fan, like for real, an actual Lakers fan, I'm like big mad. I really don't want them but, to win. you know, think of how many more bandwagon fans there are in California than the rest of the world. Just because mm, the team's right, from California. Oh, yeah, go, go Golden State. It's kind of like Gonzaga fans in Washington. And moving on. <laughs> uh, I have, yeah, I mean, that is the truest thing you've ever said. <laughs> it's just, oh, man, my mouth's on fire from those bars I just spat. We may or may not be an anti-Gonzaga podcast. Uh, you know, that's for the public to decide. Um, I I mean, I'll say it, but okay, <laughs> continue. Uh, this is really interesting. I'm really excited about this. I think we might have talked about this in the past, um, but the NBA is officially now examining a postseason play-in tourney. Um, so for those of you that are familiar with soccer, specifically like in the European leagues or Champions League, um, soccer throughout the year has like a few tournaments, I think like three maybe, and um, the winner of those tournaments gives you like a qualifying bid to make the big tournament kind of thing. Um, so the NBA is thinking they want to do either a mid-season, a quote mid-season championship or a quote play-in competition. I personally would be a fan of the mid-season uh, championship because... What, like, what would that mean? Would, it's like it, a tournament. You know, just like a mid-season tournament with, I don't know how they would do it from there. Either the best teams or just everybody kind of gets a few games to prove themselves. What, what do you get from winning the mid-season championship? Like, does that give you a shoe in to the turn, yeah. like to the play the playoffs, or do you just get some clout? <laughs> Both. <laughs> yeah, because I, I guess I don't see the value added. It, more revenue for the NBA. More people will watch because it's more competitive. Mm, or you would stupid. hope it'd be more competitive. I don't think it, I really don't think it would be. It would just be a bunch of the whack teams I, t- trying to get a, a playoff spot. They but don't think about it. LA might be in the playoffs. The Lakers, if it's before Braun gets hurt, kind of thing, you know? Yeah, so they can get obliterated. Like, if you win in the midseason and you decline so much that you don't make the playoffs, you shouldn't be in the playoffs. <laughs> you shouldn't get it for being good halfway through the season. I just, you see what I'm saying? Shakes things up. So I kind of like it. I don't know if that's for sure how they would do it. Like the winner automatically gets in because if the winner is just Golden State, it's like, okay, they already made it. Maybe they'll take like the top four teams or something like that. I would be 
at this point, if we're going to do something with our playoffs, make it a one, a one through uh, 16. Sweet 16 kind of deal from NCAA. Yeah. Yeah. And then seed them one through 16 instead of doing the conferences like it is now. If you're going to change something, that's it. I, I just don't, I don't see a value added personally for these things. It sounds really cool. It's great. Another way I could see them doing it is like a point system, depending on where you place in the midseason tournament you get a certain amount of points and that goes towards your either record or you know making the playoffs so that way it's not just just win more games i don't know and maybe i'm just a bit of a purist on this like uh, and i'm i'm not really giving any legitimate suggestion to the things that you're saying you're actually entitled to your opinion but but it just like it just sounds bsy to me it sounds just like another way for the nba to make more money yeah I don't think it will increase the competition significantly. I don't think that if you decline so much before the postseason that you don't make it, that you deserve a spot because you were good in the midseason. I don't know. Those are fair arguments. I I think there's a right way to do it and a wrong way. They just have to find the right way. I think all the ways of doing this are wrong, and they should do a 1 through 16. (laughs) Uh, For ball, I know, baby. That's I usually don't feel that strongly about That's a good alternative, too. I like the ones. I'm not saying I don't like the 1 through 16. I'm just, you know. I think all options, you know, are on the table and there's a way to try them out. And that's called the G League and see how that works. That is what they will do. So it's what they did with the shot clock thing. Actually, they did summer league first. No, they did that in the G League first, too, didn't they? I don't know. I just remember it being in the summer league. I I think I think they're right. Um, I don't know why this was thrown on here. This was not in the right order. I think this was just me. We'll talk about it yeah, later. That was just me spitting things on a page. Let's talk about let's talk about the the rock. Go ahead. Um. So in a move that to me was kind of confusing, <laughs> but I think you made a little bit more sense of Rockets coach Mike D'Antoni halts contract extension. D'Antoni, talks. huh? So yeah, yeah. I said that's <laughs> funny. I don't know. It it's, looks funny it's like when the you guy read you it. watch on Instagram that says things funny. <laughs> oh, pronouncing things in Korean, yeah. guy. Antony um, halts contract extension talks. So this seems super random because this came shortly after this news about how they're looking to, I think the quote said, aggressively um, alter their roster more or less, where like nothing's off the table with the exception of trading James Harden, mm-hmm. right? So it looks like they're like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to make moves. And then this guy's just like, all right, never mind. I don't want you know, to be a part of it's that. It's just like, <laughs> man, yeah, it's just weird where I guess this is kind of the culmination of what we've been talking about. And I feel like I've been saying pretty adamantly, it's like you have to do something if you're the Rockets because this isn't it. But I don't know if getting rid of D'Antoni is, is it. Mm-hmm. I think um, that maybe he has like a, he might have more offers, you know, on the table than we know of. And so he, he yeah, and I'm so sure. he's thinking like, well, this team's up and coming and the Rockets are trying to be bad or like trade everybody. I don't know how this is going to work out kind of thing. So, I mean, cause he did have a long gap where he wasn't coaching because he, his last team he coached was the Knicks and that's a rip. Um, especially cause Mello was yeah. on the team. <laughs> that's a different story. Ooh. Uh, but so I think that, 
he's trying to see if they actually make good moves or if he's going to disagree with them and be like, no, I can't coach this team kind of thing. And because he's done so well with the Rockets, he'll have a better deal somewhere else. Yeah, when you when you put it that way, when we were talking earlier too, where you said, you know, maybe he's maybe he's trying to just play it cool and see see how it goes. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense to me. Because I don't know if it's like partly a monetary thing as far as the extension or what that might look like, but if they put together a team that he likes and they're still uncertain about their head coaching situation, I can't imagine the Rockets not yeah. wanting him it, back. I, you know? And like I feel you like said, he's like, done good there things. could be some kind of benefit to him if he holds out. He might be able to get more money somehow. And maybe that's due to the trade thing, you know? Maybe they'll trade away a guy like CP3 who's worth a lot and pick up a guy that's worth way less and then there's more room for him to make money kind of thing. Is that something that we should talk about? I know we had a, a conversation about mm-hmm. Chris Paul. I, I don't think his trade value is really that there's rumors that he's that like high. the guy to be traded. Well, he is, right? Like <laughs> if it... If there really is the beef between him and Harden as far as play styles, it looks like they're going to go with Harden. And CP3 is 34. He has three years left on his contract, and he's been pretty chronically injured for a while now. Like, what is he really worth to another team, short of you needing a point guard right now to win, mm-hmm. like, next year? You, you did make not a trade a that value. I really liked, though, in your head. <laughs> um, and that yes. was AD for cp3 and who capella Capella. so that gives new orleans their big man back you know they're losing ad so they got to get someone back and and capella is you know he's not the worst guy in the league he's pretty average maybe slightly above depending on what you need him to do um keep in mind too that as far as needing a big man they do have jaleel okafor who played outstanding when ad was yeah, out he, and he could still Randall. be a big time talent given the right opportunity and given the fact that he agree and given like that he's willing to practice and want to play basketball essentially because um, he's kind of a lazy <laughs> guy but that's another story for another day as i've been saying all night apparently um what was i saying yeah. As far as that trade? Oh, um, so you get Capella back. I don't know, bro. And then you get CP3, who's returning home. You know, he was drafted there, started his career there, um, can end his career there potentially. So that's like a sentimental yeah. value for CP3 and for New Orleans as well. And then you're getting potentially, most likely, 99% sure, Zion Williamson as the number one pick. So your team's looking pretty good. CP3, Zion Williamson, Drew Holiday, uh, who would be the other guy besides Khalil or what was uh, Jaleel? There we go. Okafor and then Capella. Yeah. That's your lineup right there. That's not, it's not the worst lineup. You're better yeah. than like. <laughs> it's not the worst you're lineup. Better no, than, it like, isn't. The Suns and the Clippers and the Kings, maybe. Kings might be stretching it. They're coming up. But uh, I feel like even, God, it's just too. You're probably better than you were this God, year with that lineup. You... Do you want Chris Paul if you're the Pelicans, though? Like, I, I get the sentimentality thing, but it's just like this guy literally, in my opinion, has he's not a like star by any means anymore because of his age and his injuries, like you said. No, I just mean court, he's not, not going to lead your team to a championship, is what I mean. 
Not by himself. Well, not, not because, mm, what's the word I want? His, his durability, his sustainability right. wouldn't allow it. He can't play and enough he doesn't games play defense, to be really, that guy. So, or as much as he used to, I should say. I was going to say, he definitely still has the ability to, but again, right. durability, sustainability, yeah, uh-uh. yeah, he can't keep it up. That's what she said. Um, so I think that that trade is really intriguing for both parties, and I, I could see it happening, whether or not it should, kind of up in the air at this point. Um, yeah, so we'll see what they end up doing and how that affects the whole D'Antoni situation. Um as far as coaching, apparently the Rockets are also eyeing Ty Lue as an assistant since uh, he skirt, skirt, skirted right on out of L.A. Um, so we'll see if that's something that pans out. Not not super interesting, but nevertheless. What is interesting is Kyrie Irving bought, I don't know if it's an apartment, a house, a condo, or what, some kind of property um, in New Jersey. And so that was kind of interesting because I guess there's rumors that he would you know, Brooklyn's kind of looking into him, but that was never founded. But apparently this week or this past couple of days here, a report came out of Brooklyn that they want to pair Kyrie and D'Lo together, which personally I don't think you do. I think Why? that's D'Lo's team in a sense. Um, they, and it hurts his ego. Like LA shipped him out, said he wasn't a leader. Then he comes to Brooklyn and he's balling out and they bring in Kyrie Irving because he's not balling hard enough, apparently. <laughs> I guess I guess for me, <laughs> I have a similar stance, but it's that idea of you have this blossoming young star and you're what you're gonna do is bring in a right. ball dominant guard, like bring it who plays the same position. Like I understand bringing bringing in a scorer, a veteran scorer or something like that. One, he's a veteran. He's helping him yeah. grow as a player, you know, mentoring him. And two, he's a guy that can get the ball from D'Lo. I think if anybody they should go after is Clay Thompson. Mm. I think that would be a very good yeah. pairing. Uh, Joe Harris off the bench. You got Karras, too. Like, I think that could be deadly. That's a lot of shooting and a lot of yeah. passing ability for D'Lo and take some pressure off him as well. Yeah, maybe pick up their ball movement a little bit I don't know if they have the cap space. I think they do because none of the guys there really are big names. But uh... and I feel like having a guy who can handle the ball and and create is so much to Clay right. Thompson's and benefit. I think... I'm still not convinced and Kyrie that likes can to score, his own so shot. that wouldn't really work yeah. as well unless you force Kyrie to you know do that. I want to see Kyrie in LA. <laughs> That's what I want to see him and LeBron 2.0. <laughs> Well, since LeBron's liking that post to him in the Lakers jersey, and they're like going to dinner and stuff, uh, right? They were seen together. Somewhere. Didn't that happen? I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was dinner or what. Seen but they together. were seen together. I mean, I guess LeBron was seen with Westbrook At his house, too, smoking cigars. So. I didn't even know him and Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, him and uh, yeah, and, and CP3 and some other guys. I didn't. I didn't even know him and Westbrook yeah, were even weird. close like that. <laughs> I mean, maybe they aren't. Maybe yeah, Westbrook right. was just around. <laughs> Pity invite. <laughs> well, he's he's from oh, Los Angeles. Isn't every, he? Uh, or he's from Long Beach. From Los Angeles, I feel like they're all like, "I want to play yeah, for the Lakers," because um, I'm from the area. 
Well, yeah. I mean, if you look at Russ, though, he's from Long Beach. He played at UCLA. Like, it would make right. sense that he'd be around that area. And they're probably like, I'm in the NBA. Let's you're in the NBA. Let's create some content on yeah. Instagram and, and get some tampering yeah, rumors seriously. out there. <laughs> you know, LeBron's like having a glass of wine. So, uh, what do you think about OKC? You like it? <laughs> you like LA, right? And then the the plot thickens. They probably are neighbors, no cap. Like at, at least at least close, yeah. you know. No, yeah. Millionaire I would row not up be there. at all surprised. Mm-hmm. Up in the hills. Um. Yeah. So there was an Easter Conference Finals game that had to take place uh, last week. So let's talk about that real quick. Um, the Raptors beat the Bucks in Game Six. Uh, Nate with the raps takes the big W here. Yeah, that's a that's a real big W. <laughs> Not even gonna lie. One hundred ninety four, six games. I originally said seven. If you're an avid listener to the pod, I'm so disappointed. I'm feeling pretty pretty high up here on my horse, you know. Yeah, I'm sure you are. <laughs> my horse is in the back too. Um, Boo. Overall, it was a good series, though. You know, it was entertaining. Didn't look good for the Raps at the beginning. Then no. it didn't look good for the Bucks, and then it still didn't look good for the Bucks. <laughs> How did the Bucks lose four games in a row? I don't know, man. It, the games were all good too. They were close. They yeah. were competitive. I just feel like the Raptors just shut down Giannis just enough, you know, and the other guys just couldn't well, step up. After game five, he was shooting like something like nineteen percent from beyond four feet. And they're, I mean, they're really just crowding the lane. Do you think he was settling? I, I don't think he could get, he like effectively couldn't get to the basket. Right. They were doing, they were doing what the Celtics did in that game one, but instead of stopping after the first game, they actually did it. Yeah. So I mentioned something to you after game six that I noticed that every time Giannis drove to the hoop or was just posted up in general, they either double teamed him or sometimes triple. Uh, and they were quick doubles. Yeah, they were real quick. Like they saw it coming, and then they would push him towards the baseline too. So he'd have to make a tough pass and had no yeah. angle for a shot. Like obviously they couldn't do it every time, or you know he would score sometimes. But for the most part, they were making him pass. No, it was they. They were doing it very effectively. And it's just like, is that all it took? You know, obviously to the naked eye, it's like, oh, if they're just doubling them, that's easy. But you know, there's got to be a lot of rotations and a lot of guys being aware of what's going on too. Well, I think what we're it's that awareness, like you said, what we were seeing with the Celtics were these late doubles. So he catches it in the post, he looks, he sees the double coming, and he just passes it right behind the double. Or but he instead anticipates this was, it and makes a move. Yes. Towards the hoop. But but these were like catch, turn, two guys. Right. You know, and it's that you can't do anything against that. Yeah, they were so. anticipating the pass into him and then it you know, the guy would sprint over, closest guy. It was impressive how quickly they were getting the, the traps on him. Yeah. And to their credit, it, it worked. <laughs> it really shows how much he needs to continue to develop his jump shot. Because in single games in the season, I think we saw flashes, but it it's not good enough that he could go to it consistently in those kind of situations in this playoff series. Right. And, you know, he... He did hit knock down a couple threes in the series, which kind of did. Yeah, made you go, oh wow! But he wasn't like LeBron James versus the Spurs game six, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> or game seven, whatever game that was. But yeah, 
it's, he just doesn't have that in his bag yet. And once he gets it in that bag, whew, look out. I, I think next year it, it'll be there. I feel like every year, not every year, but any year that there's a, a team that's surprising who comes out of the woodwork, they can never make it in the playoffs. But the following year, they do really well. Like, obviously, the Bucks dominated for the most part, but they just couldn't quite reach the finals because it's their first year of being, like, quote, good, you know? Well, I think it, it showed how much veteran presence the Raptors have versus the Bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Because the Bucks just fell apart. And we already knew that they, are, they play through Giannis. So stop Giannis and you stop them. But between Kawhi and Gasol and, you know, Kyle Lowry, and Danny even, Green, yeah, Ibaka. Say, even Danny Green. Because Danny yeah. Green's been to the finals. Kawhi's a former finals MVP. Like, Gasol's been around long enough. Like, they all know. Well, and even outside of the finals, those are guys who have just played a lot of playoff minutes. Just right. period. Big moments. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Danny Green... <laughs> Dude did not show up this series at all. <laughs> no. He was abysmal. No, he did not. He was abysmal. What did he have this last game? Zero points in 14 minutes? Sick. Fire. <laughs> hey, he contributed with those two boards and that single assist, though. But you know who picked it up was Van Fleet. Dude's been balling. He had 14 in 34 minutes. He was out of his mind those last few games. It's yeah. crazy. He won them the game. In, was it this game or was it the game five? One of the games he went off. Game five. Yeah, he was nuts. Where he's seven for nine from three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kawhi led the team, though, obviously, with 27 points and a surprising 17 boards. Amazing. Along with seven re- uh, assists as well. And then uh, 41 minutes. Pascal, a quieter game, 18 and four. But definitely what they needed from him, right? Right. Anything that's like sub-teens is not good enough. So 18 is definitely something you can live with. Mm-hmm. And Kyle okay Lee. I don't know. He, that's a that's a decent contribution, I think. <laughs> He's had better games, but yeah, seventeen five, yeah. and then the eight assists really stands out. Yeah. Um, the Bucks, Giannis twenty one eleven. I feel like he needs to score thirty for them to win a game. At this point, yeah, that's what it looked like. Chris Middleton fourteen. It's kind of where you want to see him. I'd like to see him in the eighteen to twenty four range. It's not. But it's better than some of his other games. Man. Yeah, but that's not going to do it. Outside of that game four where he had 30, he was terrible versus the Raptors. 11, 12, 9, the 30-point night. Six points in game five. Six. And then 14 in, the, in this must win. You know, it's just it wasn't there. I think they were asking way too much from him defensively because he's a better offensive player than that. Yeah, it just seemed like the team couldn't click all at once. Well, that's the Giannis factor. Giannis <laughs> is what makes them click, and he got it's also trapped to death. Is kind of a credit to them that they weren't clicking. You know, they were off kilter they weren't themselves yada yada and they still made this a six game series with all the games being you know uh a couple possession ball game you know yeah so credit to credit to them they'll be back like you said next year um and i'm curious if they pick up anybody in free agency as well I'm also curious to see if this Raptors team stays together and what a, a potential rematch between uh, well, them could look like. According that to someone on 
Kawhi's sister's live stream after the game. He said, don't even matter. He gone next year anyway. <laughs> so according to someone who it could have been like his anything. dad, I don't know. It was his sister was live streaming and someone said that in the background after they won the Easter conference finals. <laughs> it was kind of just like, a, this is nice and all, but he's gone next year anyway. <laughs> How devastating would that be for Toronto? You go all these years of being so close to good, and then Kawhi comes, he takes you to a conference, uh-huh. or he takes you to an NBA Finals. And then he's like, bye. <laughs> I, if they win, he has to stay. Whoa. I don't Would think you agree, will, though, that he but... has to stay if they win the NBA Finals? He doesn't have to do anything. I think it's like almost more dope if he leaves after <laughs> if they win the finals. He's like, all right, see you guys. I really Did didn't thing. care that much. I'm just, I'm just an assassin. I came over here. I ran the East and New Balances. And Toronto I'm is an, or, uh, Canada is a New Balance country now because <laughs> of me. <laughs> they, yeah, they probably Everybody's are. He's walking around their dad shoes outside the arena. Go Kuwait. <laughs> Um, dips. Yeah, now it's time for my favorite segment. My second favorite. Sorry, Hip Hoop's my favorite. Uh, NCAA. Wow. NCAA. High praise. So, uh, yeah. We're taking it overseas like this a, week, yeah? This is like a for ball we know NCAA piece a little bit, you know? It's like an in-depth, okay, I like it. you know, kind of opinionated piece. But it's kind of what, you know, the big news right now. So, uh, RJ Hampton, uh, he's a five-star prospect i think he was like number three or four on like the the big board or something like that definitely top 10 player in the country number five i'm seeing from espn yikes nathan um i would know he's (laughs) way down at five it's a far number away from three or four but he's uh going overseas to play for the new zealand breakers in the australian basketball league so he's doing this for a year rather than uh, going to college. Now, some of you might be like, why would you do this? Well, obviously the money. And then the, the next thing that comes into people's heads is that the guy's probably just stupid, which, you know, I'm going to give you some credit there. There's been guys in the past like Emmanuel Moutier and I think even Terrence Ferguson a little bit. Not the brightest dudes, in the, you know, the bulb. Not the brightest bulb in the set. Um is it that they're dumb Try. or that they just don't apply themselves because they don't, I don't have know. to? Their GPA sucks. Let's just say that. <clears throat> okay. So, yeah. Uh, right. They obviously went overseas for those reasons because one, they probably hate school. Two, they don't. They're not good at it, or you know, like you said, they just don't apply themselves because they don't care. And so, that's not the case with RJ Hampton. He actually has a three point seven GPA, and he he got a twelve eighty on the SAT. So that would put him in some pretty damn good schools. <laughs> if, and like aside yeah. from the basketball, you know, playing basketball. Um, however, he said if he would have stayed, he would have chose Kansas, which is kind of interesting. I don't know why you'd say that. Like, oh, yeah, I'd go to Kansas if I was going to play basketball in the U.S., but I'm going to go play and make money. <laughs> that is kind of strange. Uh, his reasoning, know. though, I like a lot. This was like straight bars, in my opinion. So he was on ESPN when he announced the decision, already getting his publicity up and trying to make some racks off that, probably. Um, He Mm -hmm. said, my dream was to never play college basketball. It was to get to the next level and play in the NBA. 
That's just bars. Wait. My dream wasn't to play college basketball or something like that. Yeah, you said was was to never, but his he says my dream was never my to bad. play college. Yeah, it was never basketball. to yeah. play college basketball. It was no, to you're myself and play the NBA. That's just bars. Like, yeah, you know, no I one think grows up like I want to play college basketball. and That's it. <laughs> they offer me millions to play in the NBA. No, yeah, <laughs> it's as far as I go. Yeah, <laughs> that's true, man. No one grows up wanting to play college. I mean, maybe they grew up wanting to play college basketball so they can play in the NBA. But never just to stop there. Yeah, it's just, it's just a stepping stone, though, right? Like these guys have to play in college, but they they're like, man, I can't wait to play high school <laughs> basketball, right? Like it's like, like ah, it's not that cool for these guys. Like, that's just it, another man. thing. I, I played college basketball. I can retire. <laughs> <laughs> See exactly right. Yeah. Um. So interesting thing. You know, this isn't like the whole LaMelo Jello ball playing Lithuania thing because that league was garbage. Uh, the ABL actually is not a joke. It's, I would consider it the second best league in the world or the third best behind the NBA and then the Euro League. The Euro League has some of the best talent. We've seen like Gasol brothers play there, Luka Doncic played there, and the list kind of just goes on from there. Um, but off the top of my head, those are the guys. So, Hampton actually used Doncic as an example, saying that, um, you know, he did it and he got good exposure. So, and like he grew from it and he's like this, you know, he's really good now. Look what it did for his game. I just think that was a horrible example because Doncic has been playing pro for like four or five years since he was 16. And, and the EuroLeague is yeah, the second a best different. league in the world. So, I mean, that is different, but, you know, I see what he's getting at. He's like, I'm going to be better from this, not worse. Um, another cool thing Hampton said for why he did it. He said, I wanted to set the trend. I didn't want to be normal. I want other guys to know they have options. They don't have to just go to college. So I could respect that. Well, you talk about the, like the level of competition in the ABL. Their MVP last year was <laughs> Andrew go. Bogut. An NBA, former NBA player. So, so I think when you look, though, at, at his role in the NBA, that kind of gives you the idea right there. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't, you know, the best player, but he was, you know, he was a starting center on a championship team. That's a lot more than a lot of guys can say. True. But that is a far cry from being a league True. MVP. I agree. Just, no, just yeah, trying to I'm put some perspective. Saying, you know, if it was the Euro League and he was the... <laughs> the MVP, I'd be like, okay, well, your league's trash. It's not the second best league, but you know, I'm saying, apart from the Euro League, after that's the ABL because China's kind of they got too many leagues and it's just not enough talent. Yeah, well, on this RJ Hampton note, it sounds like there's a little bit of controversy about how he went about his decision. Did you no, see go ahead. any of this? Um, it sounds like. Hampton agreed to sign with that team about a month ago, but he only told his his college potential college coaches in the past week, which prompted Doug Gottlieb, if you're privy to that name. Um, he's a Fox mm -hmm. Sports analyst. Um, he tweeted, <laughs> oh, it went away. High budget podcast. That's so sad. He said, he said, RJ Hampton, this is his tweet. I'm reading it. 
quote, RJ Hampton agreeing to sign in New Zealand a month ago and only telling colleges this week is about as classless as they come. I blame his parents. Call the coaches. Tell them your decision. They all would have wished him well and moved on. What a DB maneuver. So first of all, shout out this guy for calling the 18-year-old <laughs> kid a DB via Twitter. So that's tight. But um, there's been a lot of controversy about this take and about also the way Hampton went about his decision. So what do you think I of think that? I think in a way he's right. Um, you're just wasting coaches' time and money trying to you know get you to come to your team yeah. when you've already made your decision. It's kind of just like saying – you know, I've always wanted to play for Kansas since I was like three and that they were always going to be my team. But uh, I knew that since like the day they offered me, but I just kept going on these visits and stuff. I think that's kind of disrespectful yeah. in a sense, but at the same time, it's like, oh, you know, you're kind of checking out your options. But I mean, if you've known for a month, like maybe, yeah, you probably should have told these guys just said, please don't say anything. I want to announce this on my own, you know? And he's yeah. right, though. They would have just said, all right, good luck, man. You know, on to the next guy. They're, they're not going to hold a grudge. Yeah. And if they do, like, you're never going to see them. You don't play them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just thought I would toss that out. I was just doing some some clicking around on, on this, and I saw that this dude's <laughs> calling people a DB. But, yes, it's a very decision, aggressive so thought uh, I'd bring t- it up. tweet. <laughs> Doesn't need to be like that. Yeah. He like took it really personally. I don't know why. <laughs> oh man, maybe he he got told a different story by him. He like, he lied to me. Maybe, yeah. He feels all butthurt. Um, yeah. So that's NCAA. Uh, I think that we've talked about them paying players. You know, they're looking into it because they're being forced to. I think if that happens, yeah. this is not going to be a trend to continue. You know, it's a lot easier to stay home. Uh, in the U.S. near your family or whatever, um, experience college yeah. because college is cray, especially if you're a, a big star. <laughs> yeah, I I see what this guy's going for. Like, I wanted to set the trend, but I think regardless of the money, it, that this isn't it. Yeah, it's this definitely is not surprising on. from a 3.7 GPA student athlete. You know, I'd expect I would expect a guy who doesn't care about school or is not doing well in school to go this route but yeah. yeah i mean just because he's done well in school doesn't really mean he cares sure. i don't think and if he can go i don't know i feel like it benefits you more to be in college just because a you're mm-hmm. like a freaking celebrity and b it's a it's a different environment i think that you stand a lot to gain as a player from that <laughs> but whatever go do your thing yeah, we'll see. good luck bro Hopefully we'll catch I don't him think it really benefited Terrence Ferguson because he did. I think he went to Australia too, and he's he's kind of yeah, just subpar. Like he was like a top 15, 20 guy coming into college. Yeah, you wonder about the development and and the coaching. Yeah, and but all those uh, things. I, did, I think I read something that said there are coaches, former NBA coaches, that coach in that league. I I'm thinking more of if I'm a a number five overall guy and I go to a college, I am their, mm-hmm. I am their priority. Whereas if I go to this overseas team, now I'm just a rookie. And if I, if I'm not outstanding immediately, I probably don't have that much to offer them. And I don't know how much. Time right. And they're just going to be like, whatever, this dude is only here for a year. We already know that. <laughs> See? Yeah. It, I don't know. I guess from that lens, it, it's iffy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good luck to him. 
we'll see what happens yeah. there. Um, and that's NCA, really. That's it. That was wonderful. Thanks for keeping us uh, keeping us up to date. I think it was cool that this ties in so neatly with what we talked about the last NCAA as far as paying right? players and it's all like the things. Um, yeah, so I guess now the game is almost over. Uh, there's a... Mm, I, I, it's, it's almost oh, it's too close mm. to tell still. I think we need another minute here. But so, so let's talk about NCAA and circle yeah. back. <laughs> Um, so the NCAA this week, pretty simple. Just our finals predictions, what we think is going to happen. You're yep. talking about the yep. football we That's know, not the NCAA. I was so confused for a second. I thought that like my audio like looped <laughs> or something weird happened. I was like, wait, what's yeah, going on? Know. That's what I said, you know, low budget podcast, low budget brain. Well, <laughs> So for the football, we know this we week, got our we finals got. predictions. Um, pretty simple. I mean, basically anything I say is going to come true at this point. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it didn't. You said we were going to get a game seven, you liar. Raptors probably would have lost, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> but I, mm-hmm. so I have like two layers to this. So I originally was going to say Raptors in six based on KD and Boogie not playing. Boogie playing now, even though he might not be playing well, makes me want to say Warriors in six. Although I'm currently watching what looks like an Iguodala hamstring issue. So that's concerning. <laughs> it's really swaying yeah. my opinion here, but I'm going to go off what I said before the, the game was on. So I, I knowing that Boogie played and that KD could possibly play game three or four, I'm going to say Warriors and six. You know, as this no, game don't is, let it, this don't game let one's it coming to you. a close, <laughs> but it, but it has to now. Like it, it feels unintelligible for me to have the knowledge of a game and now not include it in the prediction that I'm okay, making. Let me so say that doesn't make any sense at all. For those of you wondering what we're talking about, at this current moment in time, the Raptors are up 10 with 114 left. Whether or not they end up winning, we will see. Um, let me say this. The Bucks were up, what, 2 nothing on the Raptors? And if there's yeah. a team that can do what the Raptors did to the Bucks, I think it's the Warriors. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. To anybody ever. Yeah, I mean, like, what I was going to say is that I'm surprised that the Raptors came out I'm not. like this. I guess this, this isn't, this isn't the, the sequence of events I was expecting. However, yeah, I'm going to have to say I, I still am a firm believer in Warriors. So I actually had the Raptors to win this first game. Their first ever finals, I think. Right? Yeah. And... Like they're coming off a a, game, a series that they won in six games when most people, if they chose them to win, were saying seven. Like me, um, you're coming off like a high. Your fans are crazy right now. Like they have all the momentum in the world in their favor at home court and stuff. So I picked them yeah. to win this game, but the next you know five six games, I have no idea what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I guess as this coming to a close, let's get into the numbers a little bit. We talked about what we talked about what Steph was going to do. He is right now with just a little over thirty-three, as well as 
Well, essentially. Oh, is it? They just. I, the like, I, I don't have it in front of me, so I can't. It over. And now they're dribbling out the clock. So. So so we'll we'll call it a wrap. <laughs> There's 40 seconds left. <laughs> they're dribbling out the clock. So yeah, it's over. Let's okay. go. So oh yeah, I do want to say okay. that I, even though I chose Warriors, I do want the Raptors to win. So I'm. To- oh my God, Kyle Lowry just hit a deep three. But I do want the Raptors to win. Uh, the series. I'm, I will be cheering for them, but if my prediction's right, I'll still be happy. <laughs> so, yeah, it looks like it was the Steph Curry show with 34, 5, five and, and 5. Draymond with the most Draymond... Okay, Draymond with the most Draymond stat line I've ever seen. <laughs> Go ahead. 10, 10, 10. It's just what he does. Uh, is... Is Clay Thompson with twenty one and five yeah, still accurate? It's it's, it's officially over. No, Curry made an assist, right as you were saying, five and four. So I just wanted oh, to update. Okay, you. cool. <laughs> um, yeah, and it looks like it was really just those three, man. Everyone and, else had, was kind of in like that. Six well, yeah, and scoring wise, point Clay range. Steph, like Draymond, ten points is nothing in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I guess we could say Steph showed up, right? <laughs> Would you guess? I mean, is this a Steph Curry? Like, do you need a better? You obviously need a better game. They lost by nine. I think you. I think you ask a lot. Um, Boogie played eight minutes, didn't do anything. Yeah. Well, and I said before that I thought whether or not Katie mm-hmm. played would be important regardless of what team they played. On the Raptors' side, though, here's what I'm seeing. Kawhi only had 23, but then he had 8 and 5. Gasol's not giving you 20 a night. He went off. He had a bunch of threes this game. He had 20 and 7 boards. So that's not scoring you can count on. Siakam, 32, 8 and 5, outstanding game. He's not – that's not your night in, night out. So I think Kawhi is going to give you 10 more points, and then you could count on probably 15 to 20 less between Gasol and Siakam. <laughs> I don't know. This just feels like a weird game right. from the Raptors. They kind of just went off. like They were just feeling the energy, I think. Lowry, 7, 6, 9. That's what you're going to be seeing from him. because the. I would say it's basically 7, 6, 6. Or no, wait, what would you say? Or 4, 6, 9. Because he hit a deep three in garbage time. Like, <laughs> he basically had four points. Oh, no, well, okay. Kyle Lousy being lousy, you know, what he does. Yeah, I just, it feels like that scoring kind of onslaught, as far as Siakam and Gasol, can't continue. If the Warriors get KD back, it's really over. But if it's this Warriors team as it stands now, yeah, I still think they win in six. Yeah, I mean, next game will definitely be able to tell if the Raptors have been placed semi-close to how they played tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of it. Uh, Pascal had 32. He led He led the, the, the Raps charge there with eight, and then 8 and 5. Um, just watching the game, he dominated down low. Just absolutely dominated. So, I don't know. They're going to have to figure something out as far as the Warriors go on who's going to guard him. Um, Kawhi 23, 8, and 5, and like you said, Marcus all 20 and 7, and then Van Fleet, dude, showing up again 15. 
Yeah. And Danny Green had Danny's 11. So really well. good job, Danny. <laughs> a little better. Proud of you. Uh, yeah. So go Raps, first of all. <laughs> uh, it was a really close <laughs> game up until like the uh, mid to end of the fourth quarter. So it was it was fun to watch for sure. And uh, I don't did I say this on the pod about the logos on the court? I don't think I did. Oh, I thought I just said yes, it to you. Yes, you said it at the beginning. Right. Disregard. I'm still pissed about it, though. It just doesn't look like the finals. <laughs> There's nothing on their jerseys either. I just don't get it. They're too yeah. busy sporting the OVO logo. Um, so, yeah, that's the episode. Thanks for listening. Sorry this uh, the end of this game came at the end of the podcast, so maybe a lot, well, most likely a lot of you aren't listening, but I'll mention it in the description. <laughs> well, I want it. I wanted to put a disclaimer at the beginning, but if the audio sounds terrible, it's because I'm on a hotspot and not using actual Wi-Fi. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're moving. Yeah, maybe it's, I'll just throw that bad. at the beginning anyway. <laughs> um, Please do. Yeah, make sure to subscribe, review, like us. Um, come back next week for some more fire takes. And at For Ball We Know. Yeah, don't forget that on one. Instagram. That the best. We're starting to post more content there. Go us. Mm-hmm. We're getting it. We're getting it ball. And uh, yeah, so tune in next week. Um, thanks for listening. Love you guys. And uh, for Nate, see ya. For a hop. That was a good, solid episode. I think. Man, I'm 75 and still alive. Like damn, it went fast. I know somewhere up above, my father's having a laugh. Every lesson that he told me adding up like it's math. And every time I'm looking dumb, cause I ain't listening to the man. And now I'm thinking, man, where my legacy at? As I'm staring at the child of my child on my lap And it hits me all at once, man, this is where it at I said, son, go get that bond, let me show you who you are I said, this is my legacy, I leave it for you And that's something that's a part of me, now a part of you too And it's more than just a game, and it's more than just a sport If that ever truly is a sign of God, it's a proof It'll teach you how to work, how to love, how to lose All the dedication needed to be the man that you choose I'm leaving it for you so you can be the better man I handed in the rock like I put the world in his hands And now he's dribbling, yeah, yeah And now he's dribbling, yeah, yeah And now he's dribbling, yeah He put some shots up and he's dribbling